Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. Um, thanks for being out there. It is four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Tuesday here on the East Coast of the United States. You know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to and watching the uh, Steve Malzberg Show. Um, we're going to speak to uh, Horace uh, Cooper, our friend uh, from uh, the um, – uh, Project Journey One and the National Center for Public Policy Research. Lots going on, including that that poor young boy who went to uh, Las Vegas to see the uh, Chiefs play uh, play in Vegas uh, and painted wore a headdress and painted his face half black, half red. And one online publication tried to smear this little boy as a racist. Never, never even really presented that that, that he had a, a second half of his face painted red. Uh, just, just outrageous stuff going on. And Major League Baseball, it's not a sports interview, but Major League Baseball, remember how they pulled the All-Star game from Atlanta because it was in Georgia, which Major League Baseball bowed to the baloney pressure a few years back that they were taking voting rights away from blacks. Well, guess what's coming in 2025 to Georgia? Back to Atlanta. The all-star game. I guess they gave the voting rights back to blacks, right? <laughs> and a lot more um, stories to cover with uh, Horace. So that'll come up at the bottom of the hour. Um, before we get to some this coordinated effort to just prop up Joe Biden um, and rip apart Donald Trump, and you, and we ain't seen nothing yet of that. Just give it some time. It's only November of 2023. Just wait. Uh, there's a story that caught my eye on Fox. And this is just another, another in the list of government officials or people who work for various departments in the U.S. government that have posted anti-Semitic and pro-Hamas social media postings. And I'll tell you what. They don't belong where they are. Just like I want to know if if I'm going to see a doctor or God forbid I'm in a hospital, I want to know if that doctor, I want to go to his social media and see what he posted. Because I don't want to be treated by an anti-Semite as a Jew. I wouldn't go to a lawyer that was, in my view, an anti-Semite to represent me. Make sense? I think that could apply to any ethnicity and any lawyer or doctor who that ethnicity person, ethnic person might think of, well, that person posted something that's offensive, really offensive. I'm not going to frequent that business, uh, you know, have that person work on me as a doctor or represent me as a lawyer. So now you have this, these people in government, in government, a U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs attorney is under investigation after posting a video uh, to social media to mock Israelis as they plead for the return of their hostages taken by Hamas. Shakiba Murad, an appellate attorney for the Office of General Counsel of the Department of Veterans Affairs, posted this video, which we'll play for you tomorrow. Um, It's short, but it's to the point, uh, in which she, she sarcastically says, quote, 
We just want our hostages back. Give us our 200 hostages. And this is a gov- this is a government official in Veterans Affairs? Really? An investigation? What's the investigation? Look at the friggin' social post. Look at her. She's on video. There's nothing to investigate. Um, Morat has since taken the video down, but it was picked up and shared on social media on X uh, by a Canary Mission, which, according to its profile, exposes hatred and anti-Semitism on college campuses and beyond. Fox News Digital reached out to um, Morad for an explanation, but they did not immediately hear back from her. That's a shock. Uh, Department of Veterans Affairs released a statement where we are aware of this incident. We are investigating the matter. We'll take any appropriate action. Um, we'll take, yeah, there is no place at the VA for anti-Semitism or expression, any expression of bigotry or hatred. Well, they didn't say Islamophobia, which has nothing to do with this, obviously, but, you know, the, the VA is a government administ- is a government uh, branch, government uh, administration. So uh, I'm surprised because I thought it was required in the Biden administration that whenever you say anything about anti-Semitism, the attachment is or Islamophobia, which there shouldn't be. But this has nothing to do with it. But I'm glad they didn't say it in this case because it has nothing to do with it. OK, so that's uh, that's the story. I'll let you hear the um, what she posted uh, tomorrow, God willing. Always got to say God willing. All right. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to hear from uh, two of our favorites. Maybe it's fortunately. Joe Scarborough, little Mika. I don't even know if she speaks. And then uh, over on The View. Same issue, same topic. And it's all about Joe Biden. And how great Joe Biden is and what a danger Donald Trump is. Now, again. There should be a disclaimer, which doesn't exist. So I'll make the disclaimer. I'll put it out there. Joe Scarborough, disclaimer. My brother-in-law works for Joe Biden. Mika, my brother works for Joe Biden. Good. Now, I don't know how, probably it doesn't affect because they're, woohoo, they're TDS sufferers in my view, and there's no cure and they're, you know, out there, but it probably it might add a little bit. It's trying to score points. Who knows? There should be a disclaimer. And on the view side, Sonny and Joy and Whoopi, that disclaimer should all be, we're pretty damn dumb. But there's no such disclaimer for that either, unfortunately. So I will make it for them when we get to them. Okay, so here's Scarborough uh, on Joe Biden's age, which, of course, Poll after poll after poll after poll shows that the American public just thinks he's too darn old. Okay, uh, here's cut number three ten. Mika, you, you know, you said something yesterday that really, really struck a chord with me, and I think with a lot of people who were watching uh, when you said, "You know what? For people who want to make age an issue, you're damn right. It is an issue." And we're getting through this process of negotiating with some very difficult, very dangerous, in some cases, very terrible people. And the process is still moving forward because Joe Biden knows all the players. Yeah, I mean, this is the big stage, the world stage, and with everything at stake on two separate fronts, two wars, Ukraine and Israel literally putting everything on the line for the rest of the world, for global security. What I want a, a man who's got who's 
straight-A student in his 40s or 50s out there? Or would I want someone with 40, 50 years experience on the world stage? <laughs> you think it shows that her brother works for Biden and his brother-in-law works for Biden? Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, the, the, the hostage... Um, negotiations, which are still ongoing to expand the 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 timeout and the uh, hostilities to allow hostages out. This is Joe Biden's doing. Because he knows everybody, does he know Hamas? I mean, and, and Joe Biden, and this is generally accepted, if you don't know this, Joe Biden has been wrong on just about every foreign policy decision or position he's ever taken as a senator, as a vice president. He told Obama, don't get bin Laden. Don't go after him. You know, even though you know where he is and they did get him, obviously, Biden said, no, 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 don't do it. So every Afghanistan was a disaster. Ukraine is a disaster. What did Biden say? Like the right, right as Russia was going to go in. Well, it depends how far in they go. It depends what territory they take. That's what he said. So everything he's touched foreign policy wise, Iraq, you name it, has been a disaster. Oh, he knows all the players. He, he's been he's done so much foreign policy. He stinks at it. He knows all the players. Really? That matters. Was he going to go out to dinner with them afterward? I mean, just please try not to insult your intelligence. We can see through it. Don't insult your own intelligence. Now. Here's cut number 311. That includes decades of wins and losses, politically and geopolitically. And I can't think of somebody else I'd want out. You name them. Well, somebody name uh, a better at this mm -hmm. point, right. more mature mind uh, that can attack these problems and address them with all the different levels of emotion that need to come to the moment. And, right. and he does it. Days, these are the days where actually experience is extraordinarily important. And after uh, it, it being discounted by voters for far too long, and look what we've gotten for it. Yeah. Look what we've gotten for it over the past 20 years. It's good to have somebody in the White House who knows what he's doing and knows all the players on the world stage. He knows all the players. He can't tell you their names. He messes up. Please, he doesn't know where he is half the time. And again, God bless him. It's not his fault. Really? Really? Oh, my God. Oh, the experience. What a man. He's had wins and losses. Name me one win. Little Mika, who left her husband for Joe. Name me one win on foreign policy that Joe Biden has ever had. When has he ever been on the right side, correct side? of an issue when it comes to American foreign policy. It is so comical, so comical. Uh, but you gotta, gotta, you know, protect the family. It's all in the family, all in the family. Whew. Wow. Oh, oh, it holds up the, the front page of the paper about the hostages. Oh yeah, Joe Biden, oh, he knows everybody. It's so good to have him there. Yeah, oh, he knows what he's doing. Really, he knows? He knows. On to the view, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Alyssa Farrah Griffin, what passes for a Republican on The View, what passes for a Republican on CNN, because she's on she's on both, um, talking about Trump's mental uh, acuity 
and Joe Biden's. And guess who wins on that topic, on that issue? Oh, well, here is uh, here's Alyssa Farrah Griffin starting off. And I think, uh, yeah, it's just her. And here is cut number three, twenty one. But what is remarkable to me is this. Our country is so polarized that Trump supporters see that and they don't think a thing about it. They, it doesn't really affect them. He's my tough guy. He's my fighter. But they see any gaffe of Joe Biden's and Joe Biden is aging. He's yeah, too that's old. Right. And it's, it's this sort of Rorschach test of where the country is. This was stunning to me. There's a CNN poll and granted we don't trust all the polls, but from November that said 53% of America's, Americans believe Trump had the stamina and sharpness compared to only 25 for Joe Biden. There were only three and a half years apart. Um, and one I saw, rides a bike and one eats cheeseburgers. Well, and listen, I think that there is, I think that you guys know my take that I think I'd like to see younger generations running anyway. I'd like to see somebody other than this head-to-head matchup that seven in 10 Americans don't watch. But if you're going to call out one for the gaffes, Joe Biden's had plenty of them, you got to call out Trump too. There's no strategy there. He's just slowing down. She has to be. You Often I question is she that dumb? Is she no? Alyssa Farrah Griffin knows. First of all, she worked with Trump. She may hate him now. She may say things about him now. But she she worked with Trump, and she has to know. Even if she didn't work with Trump, just because they're three and a half years apart, doesn't mean that in three and a half years Donald Trump will be like Joe Biden. Doesn't mean that in a year. He'll be like like Biden was, uh, you know, when he was 78 or whatever, or 79. It, it doesn't work that way. She knows that. Everybody knows that. We all know older people. We all know older people. Some of them at 70. Mentally, you would think they're, you know, they're in their 90s. Some of them, some of them in their 80s and 90s, you know, they're, they're well, God bless them. They could hold a conversation. They could They could remember things. They're great. So to say they're only three and a half years apart is is it's just intellectually dishonest. And I believe she knows that. OK, again, often I question, are they that stupid to say that the others on The View, I think, are that stupid. She, I think, knows what she's saying is wrong. And again, Trump's gaffes. What are Trump's gaffes? What are they that he keeps saying he's running against Obama? He explained that the other day. He believes, as I do, that Obama's calling the shots with Biden. That's what he means. But even if it was a mistake once or twice or three times, you compare that to Biden? Really? Who every day makes a mistake, lies through his teeth about my son. How many times my son died in Iraq? You know, the story on Amtrak. Joey baby and the guy who he keeps saying called him Joey baby and pinched his cheek because he set the record for Amtrak travel was dead for eight years. The purple heart that his uncle never got. That's a bullshit crap story. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And he tells them over and over and over again. But worse, how many times has the White House had to walk back things that, that Joe Biden has said, most notably in my mind, about Taiwan and what we would do if China attacked Taiwan? I mean, really dangerous things and the falling down and the shuffling and the looking totally lost and not knowing where he is. You, This is the man that you put the fate of the world or the, the fate of the United States of America in and you compare him 
hate Trump, love Trump, I don't care. You really can honestly say they're the same mentally or Trump's worse mentally. You really could say that? You can't. You can't and be intellectually honest. You just can't. All right. Um, now, we brought you Alyssa Farrah Griffin. You you saw Sonny. That's not her name, but that's what she calls herself, Sonny, who Media Research Center calls an anti uh a racist, a racist, calls her a racist. Um, and then if you click it, they'll give you what their examples are. Just thought I'd point that out to any new listeners or viewers. Howdy. Um, so let's go to Sonny Hostin here. And then I get uh, at the very end, we get Whoopi's one and a half cents. Here's cut 322. I think he's slowing down. Um, his doctor, who is is not a medical doctor, but a DO, a doctor of osteopathic medicine, there is a difference between the two, uh, said that he is in great shape, right? Wow. Is this the lady that... <laughs> I think no, it's a man. It's a guy. It's a guy. Oh, okay. um, his name <laughs> is uh, Dr. Bruce Aaronwald, D.O. Okay. okay. Um, he also said, but he did not include the following information, his height, his weight, his cholesterol level, which he or his lied blood about pressure, in his mugshot. Which he lied about <laughs> yeah. in his mugshot. And so I, I agree. We're seeing a cognitive decline, but we're also seeing some dog whistles from him. The reason when he makes these cognitive mistakes, because mm-hmm. they're they're indicia of, of cognitive so you think decline. Purposeful. Well, I think he's mixing them all in. Mm-hmm. I think he's having the cognitive decline. And then when he catches himself making mistakes, he says, well, you know, because Obama is really Biden's boss. That is a dog whistle to the white supremacists That's in right. the country That's that are right. like, I don't want a black man in charge again. Well, That's it's too late. You can't undo that. Yeah, but, but it already happened. Deal with so, it. So Oh, God. Oh, God. So. So because the doctor in this most recent she's talking about a medical examination that Trump allegedly had recently, a doctor from New Jersey gave a clean bill of health without specifics. Um, Okay, so he didn't put his cholesterol number in there. Oh, my God. Or his height. What are you going to try to prove he's shrinking? I mean, his height. Or his weight? Okay, weight could be important. Cholesterol could indicate something, but really? And then, but he's definitely slipping cognitively. And and then when he tries to explain, and see, and that's the only thing they could point to, is that he says he's running against Obama. Okay, and they said, oh, we made a mistake. No, he thinks he's running. And that's a dog. That's a racist. Do- These people, in my opinion, are out of their freaking minds. And whatever's left in their freaking minds ain't brains. And just call them every name in the book, call them racist, call them not. They all do it. But this, try to follow this, okay? I've said Obama's calling the shots in this country. I said it from before, from the time Biden was anointed as the, as the Democrat nominee in 2019. In no way, shape, or form did it ever dawn on me that by saying that, I'm sending a message to racists that you don't want Obama again. Yeah, you don't want Obama again. But it's got nothing to do with the fact that he's black. It's got to do with the fact that he hates this country, that he loves Iran more than he loves America, I believe, that he is 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 bent on the destruction of this country morally and as we know it, or the whole list that he's black. 
Who gives a freak? But leave it to Sonny Hostin to, to, to say that by Donald Trump saying Obama's running the country and he's running against Obama because Biden's not running the country, it's a dog whistle to racists that you don't want another a black man again. The black man who won twice in a row, that black man? It just, I, you know, you, you can't. You can't make it up. You can't follow. They're, they're, they're intellectually, you know, again, she's, in my opinion, is so vacant up here that she might believe that. Because when you believe that everything around you is racist, that the country's built on racism, that everybody's racist, that you can't help but be racist if you're white. Now, I, I, I don't know if she believes that. Based on what I've heard her say, I'll assume that. And I have a right to assume that based on what I've heard her say. Then it goes, to, it goes without saying. Then, of course, it was a dog whistle. Of course, Trump's a racist. Of course. Of course. Forget the fact that we've played for you long time ago, but nonetheless, and we'll get it out again, Jesse Jackson, back in the 90s, thanking at a, at a ceremony, thanking Donald Trump for giving Rainbow Push, which was Jackson's organization, might still be, building space at one of Trump's buildings down on Wall Street, thanked him profusely for coming to that ceremony in a snowstorm in New York City that day. Thank Trump, said people don't understand Trump. People jumped to conclusions about Trump, said all this, Jesse Jackson. But now, of course, that all that went away once he started running for president, and he's a racist. His grandchildren, his daughter, his son-in-law, Orthodox Jews, but he's an anti-Semite. Israel, the Abraham Accords, Jerusalem, the Golan Heights, move the embassy to Jerusalem. But he's an anti-Semite. It just you, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. These people will stop at nothing. And again, some of them, I, I think Sonny believes it because, like I said, something missing, in my opinion. And, you know, and I think Alyssa Farrah Griffin was uh, was uh, trying to gaslight us all uh, because she knew better when she said than when she said that they're the, almost the same age. So. You know, there's no difference cognitively. That's that's such baloney. Such bull oni. That's what it is. It's bull oni. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we have a lot ahead. We also have later on after after our guest, uh, Robert De Niro, who I despise. I can't look at him. Okay. Robert De Niro. Um Used to like his acting till he opened his mouth outside of acting off the screen. And he is uh, at it again, uh, going after Trump. And we'll refresh your memory on when he went after Trump previously, including saying he'd like to punch him in the face. Wonderful. The left is so wonderful, aren't they? They're so warm and cuddly. Yeah, Robert De Niro, very warm and cuddly man. And they get away with it. They get away with it. Imagine a conservative actor. Saying he'd like to punch, you know, Joe Biden in the face or something. Department of Justice would be knocking down their door and arresting him. I'm telling you, that's how it would work. That's exactly how it would work. Talk about two tears. It's it's bad. It's bad. And then we have. Well, we're going to talk also about um, 
um, some other issues with uh, with Horace Cooper. Um, when we return, I'm Steve Malsberg, right here on TNT Radio Vision. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. What are you talking about, man? Look at this stats. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious. Some are easy to miss. But they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. One in four Australian women experience domestic violence in their lifetime. Staying is dangerous, but leaving can mean homelessness for them and their children. With your generosity, the Salvos can provide crisis services and ongoing support, helping women find a way out of violence and a way back into a safe and stable life. Help us leave no one in need. Please donate to the Red Shield Appeal today. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. All right, folks, welcome back. Steve Malsberg. And uh, as promised, we welcome back to the show, my friend, uh, senior fellow with the National Center for Public Policy Research and chair of Project 21's National Advisory Board, the one and the only Horace Cooper. Horace, good to talk to you, my friend. You know, I always love coming on your program. I, you know what? People say that and all that. But uh, when you say it, I, I I believe it and I appreciate it very, very much. All right, let, let's start. We have so much to get to. I I, I want to start with this. Um, uh, maybe some people have seen it. And if it's been on a mainstream news source, if they're even still showing it, it was uh, to to kind of uh, to, to imply or more than imply or call a young little kid a racist. Uh, if it's been in conservative media, you understand what happened. Dead spin. Deadspin put a story out in a picture, a bunch of pictures of this uh, this kid at uh, in Vegas at a Chiefs game playing Las Vegas. And he's a Chiefs fan. Uh, Can we put up uh, the ST2 while I talk? Keep it up for a while. And there it is. There's the kid. And half of his face is painted black, as Mick Jagger might say. And and you could see it. uh, But what you don't see is on the other side of his face. It's painted red. Now, the Chiefs' colors are not black and red, but they do have an emblem that is kind of like says KC and and it's got uh, it's it's in red and the 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 borderline of the um, whether it's the, the outline of the state or whatever it is, is in black. I mean, it's it is what it is. But but the writer at Deadspin, I mean, really accused this little boy of being a racist, called for the commission of the NFL to come out and condemn it. And what are they going to do about it? And this is outrageous. I mean, my God, it's Kyle Rittenberg. It's um, it's um, not Kyle Rittenberg. It's uh, the, the kid at uh, the Lincoln Mem- uh, Memorial, whose name escapes me for a second, uh, with that uh, Native American. Uh, it's, it's that all over again. So first, 
I want to just say we definitely need to get a couple of good lawyers to ask dead spin to write this seven figure check along with an apology. But that's not the story here. Here's the story. The story is there is almost no racism left in America. And so we have to go dig up and fake racism so that we can pretend that there is the racism problem in America. When you're talking about little kids who, by the way, it doesn't have to be a football game. It could actually just be a kid's birthday party and they do face painting and they let the kids pick the colors. For a grown adult, so-called member of the media to claim that this image is not of a young, excited uh, a fan. Remember, fan is short for fanatic. Uh, a, a really, really eager and excited person cheering on their team. Instead, to see that as bigotry. That's more revealing of the writer's perspective. And as I said before, what it does reveal is there is so little racism left in America that you have to dig something up and fake it in order to claim that it's still a real um, uh, activity that happens today. Yeah, it is. It is just just uh, mind boggling, just mind boggling. All right. Let's stick to sports. And I don't want people to, to get the idea. I warned them earlier that this is not a sports interview. However, and you've been you, you've written about this um, um, at, at the National Center. And, and I, I just want to I, I remember distinctly the, the uproar when the, the, the word out of Georgia or, or Georgia passed a, a, a voting rights law. And of course, the media and the left spun it that they were taking the right uh, away from blacks to vote, making it harder for blacks to vote, which nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing was further from the truth. And there was pressure on businesses to leave the state of, of Georgia, et cetera, et cetera. And Major League Baseball capitulated a few. This was just a couple of years ago. And they, they, they canceled the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, which was scheduled to be played in Atlanta that summer. And they rescheduled it, took it, made it to somewhere else. And now I don't know what happened. Maybe they've looked at the statistics that show, Horace, that um, more blacks in Georgia are voting now than ever before. But they've brought the All-Star Game or are bringing it back. Uh, in 2025 to the Atlanta Braves and in Georgia. Talk about this. So I'm outraged. I'm absolutely outraged. Now, I don't get outraged every day, but I am outraged <laughs> here. There were a large number of small businesses in Atlanta that had been prepping for several years to be able to showcase their goods and services at the Major League baseball's all-star game and they had that yanked right out from under them based on a lie those people did not get some sort of subsidy or grant or some sort of payment to cover these items if you have all-star game paraphernalia for atlanta for a game that didn't happen there's only a few people 
that are interested in buying that. The rest look at you and say, I'm not buying that. I'm not interested in that. And so those people were stuck with that. They were disproportionately minority businesses. And they took it to not a place where there were other large minority populations. They took it to Denver, where the black population is substantially lower than the national population. Did they apologize for doing that? Now, when we had elections, as you mentioned, we had record turnout in Georgia, and in particular, record turnout among blacks. It was a lie then, it was a lie when the president said that it was bigotry, and it is a lie now that they claim that there was somehow some effort in Georgia to deny people their right to vote on the count of their skin color. This, this is something they owe an apology for. Granting the game again is not recompense. Acknowledging that it was a lie and offering to reimburse, because many of those businesses, I went to an American Legislative Exchange Council conference in Atlanta, where we met with some of the businesses, some of them went out of business. So wow. Major League Baseball, you don't get to just bring the game there and then think it's A-OK. -okay. You owe an apology and you need to write some checks. Yeah, that is amazing. We're talking to Horace Cooper, senior fellow at the National Center for Public Policy Research right here on the Steve Malzberg Show. Okay. I, I don't know what this was, and maybe you could put, help put it into perspective. Uh, I don't really get it. Um, April Ryan, who's African-American, and people will see in a second, um, she was at the White House uh, press briefing, and she had a question for uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the self-proclaimed historic figure. And it was about Stevie Wonder. And here, it, here here's how it went. This is uh, 312. I had an in-depth conversation with Stevie Wonder last night, who is asking, requesting okay. a meeting with the president. He's very concerned about the black agenda falling along the wayside and issues like laws of 50 years ago that are now being abolished or gutted to include issues like mm -hmm. the Voting Rights Act, what happened in Arkansas last week, uh, affirmative action, Supreme Court, we've seen it, ban on books and he's also even brought up issues of the congo and the lack of information from the white house is the white house amenable to sitting down with stevie wonder who has met with presidents um throughout history to include ronald reagan he was one of the major impetus for getting the holiday for dr martin luther king jr and also he was one of those who worked with president obama in his efforts to become president is this president amenable to meeting with stevie wonder who has these concerns I don't know what your take uh, is on this, but I think I heard Jesse Waters say earlier tonight on Fox that, that and you appear on that show quite often that uh, this doesn't look good for Stevie Wonder. It makes it seem like he can't he can't. The guy who's met with all these presidents, including Ronald Reagan and Barack Obama, needs April Ryan to try to get him a meeting with Joe Biden. What's your take on this whole bizarre question? So I'm no fan of April Ryan, by the way, uh, in our first segment, when we were talking about the kid 
in Las Vegas, she also has jumped on this bandwagon to try to call this racism. If you have to rely on April Ryan to get you through (laughs) the door, you are in a sad, sad, sad shape. Now, this administration is hurting Black Americans, but it's not about the Congo. And it's not about some of these other items that she listed. It is bread and butter issues. And if Joe Biden is interested in getting the same level of support that he got in 2020 from Black America, he's going to need to stop being such a woke scold and turn to the real issues. Affirmative action and voting rights are not the big problems in Black America. It's mortgages that they can no longer afford and that are being foreclosed on. And it's also the repo man. These are real problems that he created, Joe Biden and Bidenomics. And that's why record numbers. Um, This idea that Stevie Wonder um, needs April Ryan to help um, assist him that's just pathetic. It's just pitiful uh, that uh, that he is steeped to that. I'm hoping that if he found out that she was asking that he had his people call her and tell her to shut up. Yeah, that that would be uh, what I would do if I were Stevie Wonder. Um, and now you mentioned um, um, black the black vote and the polls show that um, you know over twenty percent, well over twenty percent, or in the mid twenties, uh, is not with Biden. And you know you 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 also have talked about recently, and and we've talked about before, uh, black Americans are standing up to um, uh, the the progressive crime policies. And that's something in addition with the uh, repo men and foreclosures and mortgages and all that. I mean, look at the streets, look at the streets now more than ever. I mean, with the protests and everything else, but even before October 7th, I mean, you can't, you can't walk in the streets. You can't ride this subway. It's just outrageous. It absolutely is. And increasingly what we get to see is the people who are most likely to be victimized. They look more like me than they look like you. If Joe Biden really was looking after black America, he would do something about this crime wave. My newest book, Put Y'all Back in Chains, How Biden's Policies Harm Blacks, I have a dedicated chapter just on the crime wave. Excuse me. And all of these uh, left-wing prosecutors who refuse to hold criminals accountable. Disproportionately, it is black Americans who are paying the price. One one data point, the CDC in its most recent release, its most two most recent release, says that for black men in the top 10 causes of death is homicide. No other race, no other group is having this phenomenon. Shame on this administration for not being willing to treat this like the serious problem that it is. You know, they did honor the the uh, and and don't get me wrong. Nobody should be killed. But but they did honor the 23 or 24 uh, trans. I think it was a a, a trans uh, Memorial Day or something like that. And one of them included uh, 
uh, an Antifa guy who shot at cops. So uh, they do they do pick and choose uh, what what they care about. I got one more for you, Horace. And this is I mean, this has been on my mind. Then I saw an article on it. And I said, I might as well, you know, speak to you about it, certainly, because I value your opinion so, so much. If Joe Biden steps down um, in time for Gavin Newsom to be in the mix, I mean, what happens to Kamala Harris, a black woman? Now, I know she doesn't rate much higher in, in approval with blacks either. I think she rates a little lower uh, than, than Joe Biden does with blacks. But it, it, everybody says Newsom would be the heir apparent. I think Michelle Obama's out there. But let's put Michelle Obama aside. Is it the vice? If he steps aside, isn't it what that goes without saying that? Kamala Harris would step into that, you know, to the the front runner's position and and be the the nominee of the party, but it wouldn't it wouldn't happen, would it? Steve, live by the sword, die by the sword. They told us race matters more than anything. They told us that when picking someone on the Supreme Court, the best measure was the race. When picking a running mate, the best measure was the race. When picking a secretary of defense, the best measure was the race. Joe Biden's days are numbered. I'm not someone wishing ill. He's 81 years old. He looks every day of 181. And many, many physicians suggest that it is highly likely that he wouldn't complete a second term. If he admitted that today and stepped aside, all hell would break loose because he doesn't have a backup plan as vice president who could step in and do the job. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. You should have picked the most competent, the most capable, he did not. Yep. Well, again, I, I, I'm of the belief that Obama did the picking, uh, but uh, and he would probably do the picking going forward. But that you know, pr- maybe promised Kamala a Supreme Court position or whatever. Listen, Horace, always great to see you. And I'm glad you reminded me of the book. Put you all back in chains, folks. Check it out. Very important and, uh, and great reading. Horace, have a great holiday season and we'll speak to you soon, my friend. Looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Horace Cooper, ladies and gentlemen, uh, right here on the Steve Malsberg Show. So we sp- we span the uh, the whole spectrum. Started with sports, went to entertainment with Stevie Wonder, back to politics, all over the place. All right, uh, we have, as they say, one final segment left in the hour. We will get to that one final segment when we come back. Steve Malsberg, right here on TNT Radio Vision. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. I've been in and around politics for over 50 years, so it takes a lot to surprise me, much less shock me. But I was shocked, shocked, not that so many Argentines voted for Javier Malay, but that the Peronist powers that be allowed him to win the election. And the thing that made me the happiest for my Argentine friends is the video that Malay put out where he went down the row of a magnetic board that had all the Argentine government ministries listed and all the irrelevant ones, he pulled them off the magnetic board over his shoulder, they're gone, no more. 
That's exactly what we need to have happen here in the United States. We need Donald Trump back in January of 2025 to streamline our government. We need to move the Department of the Interior actually out into the interior. We need to move the Department of Agriculture to where we commit agriculture. And most importantly, we need to defund and disband FBI and distribute its law enforcement functions to other agencies that have their own law enforcement capability already stood up. We can't have Donald Trump back fast enough. I'm glad that Malay is going to make Argentina great again. We need Donald Trump here to make America great again. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying, by the hands of those who don't value nature, even though we all depend on it for life itself. But there is hope. Together with caring friends, the Nature Conservancy can restore our lands and save our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide. To learn more, visit nature.org today. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Don't forget, follow me on Twitter at Steve M. Talk, Instagram at uh, Steve M. Talk, Facebook.com slash Steve M. Talk, Steve M. Talk, Steve M. Talk. Um, <laughs> and um, there was something else I was going to throw in there, and it just slips my mind. I'll tell you why it slips my mind. You know, if those of you who have been with me here, you know what a big Devils fan I am. And it's funny because I grew up a, an Islanders fan. Big, big, big Islanders fan. Co- got to cover them with their four, no, no sports franchise anywhere in this country, in any sport, has done what the Islanders did in 80, 81, 82, and 83. They won the cup. They won the cup. They won the cup. They won the cup. They, and they went to the finals in their fifth year looking for the cup. They won 19 straight playoff series over five years and lost in that to Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers in that 20th uh, playoff series, the finals of the Stanley Cup in 84. Um, Anyway, so the Islanders were playing the Devils tonight. Um, I'm not torn ever because I switched a long time ago to the Devils. And anyway, so the Devils were down four to two. After two, they gave up three goals in the third, in the second rather. And I understand the Devils scored three of their own in the third, and they beat the Islanders five to four. Just uh, so I'm in a good mood. Okay. Now, now I'm going to get in a bad mood. Robert De Niro. Uh, What can I say? So he's at this awards show, the Gotham Awards, something to do with movies in New York City, Gotham, you know, not Batman. And, um, here is uh, here he is. He, he they they edited his speech without his knowledge. So he says, and he didn't like it one bit, my friends, not one bit. Here is cut three seventeen. The beginning of my speech was edited, cut out. I didn't know about it, and I want to read it. If- it. It was. Thank you. History isn't history anymore. Truth is not truth. Even facts are being replaced by alternative facts and driven by conspiracy theories and ugliness. In Florida, young students are taught that slaves develop skills which could be applied for their personal benefit. 
The entertainment industry isn't immune to this festering disease. The Duke John Wayne famously said of Native Americans, I don't feel we did wrong in taking this great country away from them. There were great numbers of people who needed new land, and the Indians were selfishly trying to keep it for themselves. Lying has become just another tool in the charlatan's arsenal. Okay, so, um, and you know who the charlatan is? I don't have to tell you. His initials are DT. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, hey, hey, Robert, why don't you move out of your properties? take all your millions of dollars and invite in, go to score, go to somewhere in the country where there are uh, poor native Americans living and get the hell out of your, uh, your, your, your luxury apartments and houses and everything you have and give it to them. Give it to them. Go ahead. Nothing's stopping you. There's nothing to stop you. Do it. Yeah, right. He'll do it. He's running. Uh, he continues at the Gotham Awards, uh, 318. The former president lied to us more than 30,000 times during his four... Thank you. ...years in office. And he's keeping up the pace in his current campaign of retribution. But with all his lies, he can't hide his soul. He attacks the weak, destroys the gifts of nature, and shows disrespect for example, by using Pocahontas as a slur. Filmmakers, on the other hand, strive, and this is where I came in and I saw that they edited all that. So I'm gonna say these things, but to Apple and thank them and all that, Gotham, blah, 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 Apple, but who, I don't feel like thanking them at all for what they did. How dare they do that, actually? How dare they? Okay, so for, for the gist of this is he's talking about some movie or documentary, I would assume, that highlighted uh, Native Americans. So he went to John Wayne, and now he's talking about Pocahontas. And of course, he refers to Elizabeth Warren as Pocahontas because Elizabeth Warren went around saying she's part Native American. And many, 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 many reports said that that was disproven. And then in her defense, she said, well, you know, my grandmother always said we were Native American. Anyway, so he calls her Pocahontas. I mean, look, <laughs> you know, they changed the name of the Washington Redskins a couple of years ago. They're now the commanders. And a poll showed at the time that like 90% of Native Americans that were polled by the Washington Post, liberal Washington Post, said the name doesn't bother them. Redskins didn't bother them at all. So please stop your hypocrisy. And, and, and the kid with the black face, you know, the half black face and the half red face with the headdress, a Chiefs fan. Did these writers, did these people calling this little boy a racist and not even mentioning the red part of his face? Did they ever show Jimmy Kimmel in blackface? I've played that. Oh, I could play the video too. I'll, I'll pull all that up. Jimmy Kimmel 
it, it, uh, um, uh, imita imitating Carl Malone? Carl Malone, no like, blah, 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 blah. With blackface, with black body. But that's okay, because if you're on the freaking left, it doesn't matter. And there's a whole list of them. Ted Danson, a whole bunch of others. Leftists, leftists, they could do what they want. They can't be racist. Just unbelievable. Now, this isn't the first time De Niro, and he was tame by comparison to what you're going to hear. This is in 2016, October 6th, a month before the election, which Trump won to become president in 2016. Listen to this. A blank. I can't bring myself to say it. Here is cut uh, 319. I mean, he's so blatantly stupid. He's a punk. He's a dog. He's a pig. He's a con, a bull artist, a mutt who doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't do his homework, doesn't care, thinks he's gaming society, doesn't pay his taxes. He's an idiot. Colin Powell said it best. He's a national disaster. He's an embarrassment to this country. It makes me so angry that this country has gotten to this point, that this fool, this bozo, has wound up where he has. He talks how he wants to punch people in the face. Well, I'd like to punch him in the face. Another, another leftist talking about beating up or punching Trump. Bunch of them did it. Cory Booker, a sitting U.S. senator, about a sitting president. At least Trump wasn't president when this imbecile said it here, De Niro. Uh, Joe Biden, like to take him out behind the gym and beat the crap out of him. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And, and it's okay. It's okay if they do it. Don't you see? Because they're leftists. They can't incite violence. They can't be racist. None of it. None of it. So here's De Niro, real quick, at the Tony Awards uh, in 2018, while Trump was president. Listen to this freaking piece of garbage. Roll 320. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert De Niro. I'm going to say one thing. Fuck Trump. It's no longer down with Trump. It's fuck Trump. There you go. And his leftist disciples in the audience love it because that's the extent of their intellect. And again, can you imagine a conservative getting up at some award show today and saying that about Biden? <laughs> I'm sure the reaction would be the same. Folks, Jason Oldborn is next. I thank you for being out there. God willing, we'll do it again tomorrow. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Same time, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT Radio Vision.